Hey, how you doing? How is your day going? How are you? How you feel? Happy Thanksgiving. If you listen into this on Thanksgiving or a little bit before Thanksgiving or the day after Thanksgiving, honey, I really don't care. Um, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you enjoy getting stuffed. What you getting stuffed with is none of my business, nor is it any of my concern. Just make sure it's well cooked. Um, if it's raw, wrap it up. If you know. If you know your auntie is coming over with the dry macaroni and cheese and the unseasoned potato salad and all that, don't eat it. Or if you do eat it, at least smile and make her feel good about herself. Um, so this episode is a special episode because I have a co-host, y'all. Now, y'all know I I say all the time I'm figuring this out. So, you know, I, I figured why not get on with a friend that who's been doing this a little longer than me who got it figured out a little more than I do, okay? Um, so I'm gonna let him introduce himself, but he is the host of his own podcast, Reckless Digest. He is me in male form. Um, Carla, are you there? You already know who it is. It's your boy, Black Capricorn, 228 Stand Up, Ugly Ho, Sit Down. <laughs> I am so sorry. I do not actually talk like that. Hi, it's me, Patrick. I'm here, the um, host and creator of Reckless Digest, and I'm excited to be here. Hey. <laughs> so, I don't know why he came on all extra. I mean, capital E extra. But... <laughs> E for entertainment. <laughs> e rated E for everyone. <laughs> rated E for everyone. I mean, so, I, I, y'all pray for us during this episode because we don't know how this is gonna go. To be honest with you, um, it's gonna be a bunch of fun. I'm excited. Bunch of fun. <laughs> It's going to be a bunch of foolishness. Bunch That's of foolish fun. Yay. <laughs> I'm so excited. Anyway, welcome. Uh-oh, Lord. I'm already having technical difficulties. Why, Jesus? No, what happened? <laughs> we just started. No. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? See? This is what I mean when I say (laughs) we're going to figure this out. Anyway, stay tuned. Welcome to another episode of Uniquely Spoken. Okay, so we're back. And y'all know it's time for the first segment. Just scrolling. Oh, yeah. Do you want to go first? Um, it's your show, so I'm gonna go ahead and let you go first. <laughs> okay. You know how you just scroll, waste time, waste your life, whatever case, however you want to say it. So I'm just scrolling on Instagram and I come across this story. Now I'm not a Kim Kardashian fan or Kardashian clan. I'm not a I'm I'm not a fan of the whole Kardashian Jenner clan. One thing I can say is the woman is smart about her business, or at least her marketing team is a one. That's true. So you know I'm never gonna you know downplay a woman getting her money or anybody getting their money. Baby, get it how you live. No matter how you got there, that's neither here nor there. Um, so I'm just scrolling and I see this story about how Kanye West apparently has a problem with her, her posting thirst traps and all these provocative pictures online. And she acknowledges it and she understands it, but she does it anyway. So it's not like, okay, well, you know, I didn't know he had a problem with it. No, he's, she fully knows, but she just don't give a damn. 
So here's the thing. You know, at one point, you know, Kanye West was her biggest fan. You know, that's kind of what drew him to her and everything was her physical appearance. And he says, you know, he wants her to feel confident and everything like that. And this is one form of her, how she feels confident. But at the same time, he does not like it. Like, okay, yo, we married with two kids. Now, they got two or three kids. Two kids. I think they have three kids now. But you know, you know what? You're right, because they had a surrogate. I just I wasn't sure if the surrogate ever had the baby yet. Mm. But, you know, with three kids now, and at some point, you know, you got to stop this. Even though we Kanye and all his craziness right now, he, you know, he, he still got the right to say, yo, you my wife. Stop it. So, uh, <laughs> um, I slightly disagree, and only because of this. I feel like one, does he want Kim to like? Does he want? I don't think she's gonna be broke. I don't think she's ever gonna be broke. But I mean, does he want her to like for her net worth to like go down? Because if she's not gonna be posting thirst traps on Instagram, what else is she gonna do? <laughs> Like that's, that's her. Shade. That's her. It's <laughs> not. It's not. The truth lives in all forms and shadows of the world. It's the truth. I mean, that's a, that's basically her seven to three. What else is she gonna do? <laughs> that was a whole stack of palm trees. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, but I feel like it's partially on him because he. I don't know if he had a problem with this whenever they first started dating, but obviously now, like I feel like it's a lot. Like you said, the star effect of Kim Kardashian and my wife is my wife has worn off. They've got three kids now. The novelty of Kim Kardashian is my wife has worn off, and he's been around her, and now it's just this is my wife, and now he wants to turn around and have it be. You know, I don't want you posting all these pictures of yourself online, and I have an issue with it. I feel like if it was an issue, it should have been an issue whenever they first got married, whenever they first had their very first child instead of just now. Because like I said, Kim Kardashian, outside of the reality show that I don't know who watches that because I don't watch that bullshit. But outside of the reality show, she's not really big in other forms of the media like that. She's still a huge name and she still gets a lot of clicks on things. But she's I feel like she's not as big as like a Kylie Jenner now or even a. Well, bigger than Kendall even, Jenner. Even Kylie Jenner. Like, the only person that I really respect the whole Jenner Kardashian Ooh. is Kendall. Ooh, that's a big word. Respect. There's, well, you know, it, it's not really many words that I can associate with them, because I don't know them like that. And, I mean, I don't, like you said, I don't, I don't watch the show. I don't, I don't see the need to. Because I feel like if you weren't who you are, like if your name wasn't what it is, or, you know, let's be real about it. If it wasn't for the sex tape, nobody would know you. This is true. You would still be known, for Kim at least, you would still be known mainly as Paris Hilton's best friend. This is true. Assistant. Uh, right. Right. So, that's that's how you would mainly be known. So, the only one that's really she not trying to be in the limelight all like that. She's trying to go live her life. She works is Kendall. Kendall go, she models, she she's tend to her own business. You don't really see her name caught up in a bunch of scandals and stuff like that. Kendall live her life as close to normal as she can. See, she I I would with be with you. I would be with you if it wasn't for that commercial that she was in where she gave see, rioters a Pepsi like that was going to be a way to end racism. So I don't see it for her either, but I see where you're going. Yeah, yeah that's what I was just saying. Like, yeah, she had the whole commercial thing with the Pepsi, which that, that wasn't a good look for you, Kendall. That I don't know who on your team told you, yeah, this would be good. I don't know who you pissed off that they told you that this would be a good idea. But, like, Kylie don't do nothing. She got a, a BS cos- cosmetic line that has gotten trashed. But it's she made so much money though. 
she makes money because of her name, That's not true. because of the quality of the product. Okay, she make right. quality. She make money off the name. Kim, she has a cosmetic line. I don't really know much about her. Yeah, as far as I know, because she had. Okay, so there was a show on Lifetime called um, Glam Masters. I think that's what it was. Laverne Cox was the host of it. And it was basically a makeup competition. And you, like, if you won, you got to be, um, you got to go to BeautyCon and you got to release your own line of makeup through Kim Kardashian West Beauty, her beauty Mm -hmm. line or whatever the case may be. So... You know, she has that. Um, I think she has a clothing line. Not sure. I think she has a Kardashian collection. And apparently she owns part of Yeezy. Because Kanye West uh, gave her a million. Because she did an interview a while back and said that she was going to tie her name and her face to a company. And he really didn't want her to do it. And she was like, okay, I understand that, but that's a million dollars. So she said the next day he gave her a million dollar check and a percentage of Yeezy. I mean, I guess good for her in regards to that. I don't know how good of a business transaction that was because only <laughs> the only niggas that wear Yeezys and stuff like that, I feel like are niggas that want to look like they survived a factory fire, but go off. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't know enough about her career to know if she's still thriving like that or not. The main thing is that I only I only equate Kim Kardashian's name to trash or her Instagram posts. So if I haven't heard about her being in some mess or heard about one of her posts going viral, then to me, it's like she basically non-existent. So for him to be like, I don't want you doing that anymore. How is she going to keep her name out there? She does not do anything else. This is her main way of keep. This is how they gain traction. This is how the whole family has had their come up. So then how is she supposed to continue her career, Kanye? Yeah, that's true. But it's like, like you said, if it was a problem, it should have been a problem in the beginning. But my thing is, like, how much respect do you have for the man that you married, for the man that you call your husband? How much respect do you have for him if you say, okay, yeah, I know you have a problem with it, but at the same time, you don't care? Because I don't know if it's tied into. And then it's, that's like another question. How high is your self-worth of yourself if the only way you feel confident is posting thirst traps on Instagram? Whoop, that's a whole nother conversation to have. We could go way down the rabbit hole with that, but I'm going to address your first question. Um, isn't that nigga like $50 million in debt? Who? <laughs> I don't know, is he? Uh, I don't know if he paid off his debt or not, but... I know it's still a lot of white people buying his music and some delusional ass black people, but I don't know if he's raking in money like that. I know for a fact that Kim Kardashian still is. So you want to cut? No, not him, not her, him. Oh, okay. I know that she's still pulling in money like that. I don't know if he's still pulling in money like that. I think So that's one. You want to stop a source of revenue and you're in debt. That's one. I understand what you're saying. I understand the whole entire ideals of of marriage and things like that. And I say ideals because both of these people live and operate in Hollywood. It's not on the same moral compass or the same moral code as people in the real world. So I don't necessarily know if all of that is realistic, especially with that family where they live and thrive in mess and drama and keeping their name trending. So I don't know. I don't know about that for them. I don't know if that's a realistic um, expectation for her. I get it, but... uh. (laughs) 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 But, okay, what did you find? What what did you come across just growing? So, you know, I've been trying to work on the time that I spend on YouTube and, you know, not fulfilling and giving myself to the Lord. Um, And so I was on YouTube. uh, What? Okay. Keep going, baby. So I was on YouTube, um, and I came across this video posted by a YouTube um, page called The Daily Dropout, and it's called Nice Ass, Bro. 
Now, before you assume what it sounds like, I'll explain. So Please. These, <laughs> these guys, they were doing like a kind of sort of prank and they were walking around um, on a college campus and they were basically coming up to random men, random um, guys on the campus and sell, saying like, you know, where do you work out? What's your, your workout regimen? You know, because you, you got a real nice ass, bro. And just basically um, recording their responses. And it was the funniest thing to me, but it was also really interesting to see the ways that a lot of the guys responded. Now you had, especially with the, a lot of the Latino and black men, you had a lot of the, the expected responses of, you know, I'll fuck you up and X, Y, and Z and, you know, and, and man chill and all this other stuff. But a lot of the guys, they were like really flattered. One guy, he complimented the the guy that was pranking them and then slapped him on the butt. It was really, really interesting. And I thought that it was funny because you see things like this where guys get super upset whenever they're hit on like this, but it mirrors kind of sort of how guys treat and, um, what is the word I'm looking for? And approach women, but they yeah. don't under, but they don't understand how that comes across as creepy and disgusting and odd. That was interesting to me. Okay. Like, and, okay, oh, go keep ahead. going. Keep going. I was just going to say, and I thought that it would be really, really, really hilarious if women were able to take the same outlet that men have whenever they're being approached like that. Like, I would love if a guy randomly came up to a girl and was like, you know, you looking beautiful today, such and such body looking right. And they were like, man, oh, my mama, I'll beat your motherfucking ass. If you'll get out of my face. With that. <laughs> like, I would love that. I think that would be hilarious. But go ahead. But you know, some girl... <laughs> Some girls, especially like if you holler at them the wrong way, that's how that's how they respond. I live like, for that. <laughs> yeah, some <laughs> some do. If you come at them the wrong way, some will respond like that. But what's interesting about that is I wonder how a lot of the dudes would have responded if the ones that responded like the flat with the flattery, if mm. they would have responded if like it was a gay person that was approaching them, like a flamboyant gay person or something like that. Yikes. Um, How do you feel they will respond with, even if like, not not if they walked up and had the, oh, I like your booty boy, like, hey. Not <sighs> like that. <laughs> but if they walked up and was like, you know, what's your workout regimen? You know, because you got a nice ass, bro. Do you uh, think it was the ones that responded kindly or politely and with flattery, do you think they would still respond the same way or with the I'm going to uh, beat your ass? I feel like it would have, the ones that responded with like flattery and stuff, because there were a couple they responded with like flattery, but there were some they were just kind of like thanks and it was awkward, like an awkward smile. So I feel like they would have just been really awkward about it and not necessarily flattered they would have just been like haha thanks and like took a step to the left or something like that granted a lot of these niggas especially with gay people you don't have to do a lot for it to end in violence you can walk past somebody look to the left and happen to be in their direction and they'll be ready to fight so yeah it, it varies it varies and that's the sad part too because it's even in a compliment they still feel like they're getting hit on and I, <sighs> like, like this is why I, I just I don't do this is why I don't deal with straight niggas in general. Like I don't give compliments. I don't I don't speak unless I'm um unless I'm like approached about things because niggas be ready to to be upset over small things. I could be like, oh, I like your shirt. Where'd you get? Man, I'm a face with that gay shit. What? It's it's a shirt, <laughs> right? Like and that's. <sighs> And it is um it's something my uncle Leslie used to say. You know, if you throw a rock into a crowd of into a crowd of dogs, whichever one you hit that yips, that's the bitch. Oh and I, <laughs> I feel like that's you know that that somebody like a man that's secure in his manhood, that's not gonna be a problem. Oh, you know, thank you. You know, I got the shirt from wherever. But anything outside of that, too, 
this, if you ain't secure in your manhood, oh yeah, you fin- you thinking they coming out of left field. Oh, so you must be family. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna do this with you. But that's but, what I hey. found while I was scrolling on the YouTubes. What? That's what you found scrolling that's on the YouTube. On the YouTubes. <laughs> On the tubes of you. <laughs> On YouTube's, bitch. <laughs> we got to get into the next segment. So y'all stick around. Yay. And we're back. Uh-oh. Carla, are you there? <laughs> we're back. <laughs> y'all, I told you in the beginning, we figured this out, okay? <laughs> So now, what a lot of people don't know about Patrick Patrick and our friendship is when I introduced him, I said he is me in male form and I am him in female form. True. Now, <laughs> I say that because we really think along the same line. We have the same thought process. And a lot of times we would go to each other for advice, but before we would go to each other, it's like we will play out the conversation before it happens and we'll make a decision before we even talk to the other person, if that makes sense. Basically, because I know what you're gonna say. Yeah. And I know what I know what you're gonna say. I know how this is gonna go. So <laughs> for this unique thought, I'm gonna let Patrick in on a situation and you know I'm going to get his thought process on it before I get mine sounds like mess it is (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing (laughs) so back in October October 2nd to be exact this dude sent me a friend request on Facebook problem number one (laughs) and he then he sent me a message and the message was like hello pretty um how are you now my thought process behind when anybody inbox me is why are you in my inbox and what man and oh my mama if you don't get out of my face with that man <laughs> like it's i promise you it's not a oh he think i'm cute no it's what the hell are you, what what do you what do you want and why are you in my inbox and do I know you? And now I lurked his profile as much as I could before accepting the firm quiz because I was like I really I don't know you. Oh but, wait, no, he sent you the message before you accepted the firm request. Yes. Problem number two and red flag number one. <laughs> like he sent me the friend quest and you know you can see a message before you reply to it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I went through his profile beforehand, so I I ended up accepting the firm quest because now my curiosity is peaked and I need some entertainment. So, and he's cute. I will say this: he is cute. Like what I found out was he's in his thirties. I think he's uh, yeah, he's not much older than me because I think he's. Uh, no, no, I take that back. So I think he's 36 or 37. That's a hot decade, ma'am. Yeah, I, I was thinking about 32, but no, I had to, I had to rethink it because he, he, yeah. Ooh, you gave him that. You took some years right off his life. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, okay. So I write him back and I'm like, you know, I'm fine. How are you? And we kind of go back and forth a little bit just throughout the day. Now, the thing is, I, you know, I wrote him and I was like, how did you come across my page? And because, you know, inquiring minds want to know. And he said that it was suggested. Like, I was a suggested friend through, I guess, through somebody else, but we don't have any mutual friends in common. So based how, off who, the Lord? Right. 
Like, I don't know how I popped up in your suggestions, but, sir, okay. Now, <laughs> I'm going to see if I can read some of the back and forth, okay? Oh, there's receipts. There's receipts, honey. Now, like I said, October 2nd is when we started writing, right? Mm-hmm. So, he wrote me, hello, pretty. How are you? How you doing? And I wrote him back. I was like, I'm fine. How are you? And thank you for the compliment. He said, you're welcome. And then he wrote me, afternoon, pretty. I said, afternoon to you, too. How How's your day going, pretty? Now, I'm not sure, because his name, we're going to call him Bob for right now, because he has a very long, distinct name that does not sound like it's American. It sounds like it's African of... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah, we're going to keep going with the receipts. So he said, afternoon. Uh, he was like, how's your day going, pretty? I said, all right. What about yours? He said, cool. He was like, where, where are you from, pretty? Now, the thing is, I have a problem with you just keep calling me pretty. Like, I, I appreciate the compliment, but when you don't refer to my name or acknowledge my name, I kind of got, it's like somebody calling you sweet thing all the time. It's, it's, I, mean, I mean, girl, it's only so much water you can put in Kool-Aid before it's not Kool-Aid anymore. Eventually, you dilute the compliment like that. Exactly. So, okay, I said I'm from the South because I'm not going to give you my exact location. Um, I'm from the South. Where are you from and what is your name? Because, like I said, he has a very <laughs> long, distinct name. So we're going to call him Bob. All right, Bob. <laughs> he said he's from Richmond. And then he told me his name, which I'm not even going to try to pronounce. Um, <laughs> and he said, how about yours? Uh, how about yours, pretty? I said, you have a very interesting name. And my name is Shanita. Now, mind you, you accepted my friend request. You sent me a friend request. You saw my name. You know what my name is. Right. He said, LOL, thanks, pretty. I, I was looking up some old friends when Facebook listed you amongst amongst people. I may know. Now, uh, I may know. Hope you don't mind. And I said, not really, but don't I said but we don't have any friends in common and we don't know each other so what made you want to send me a friend send me a request caught you in a lie Kilimanjaro <laughs> right like what made you want to send me a request he said I already told you how you how I came across your page I said I understood that part exactly I understood that part but I asked what made you want to send me a friend request? To what made you want to send me a request to be friends? He said friendship. Okay, Lord, I lost. Okay, he said friendship. I said okay. How old are you? He said thirty six. So he's thirty six. Okay, mm-hmm. so he's th- he's thirty six. So I was about to put him at 32 or something. And he was like, uh, how about you, Shanita? That's the first time he acknowledged my name. <sighs> and all of this time. Now, mind you, it's October 5th at this point. It took y'all three days just to get to this? <laughs> just to get this to this. But see, from the first, um, and thank you for the compliment, that part that was the second we didn't start this little conversation till the fifth okay so i told her i said i'm 26 and i was i told her i said you don't look like you're 26 i said you don't look like you're 36 i did tell him i was like i said you look younger i said still handsome though he Mm. said yeah thanks pretty you welcome here we go exactly so okay now we go back and forth with a lot of the, you know, how are you? I'm good. Da da da. This is October sixth, October 9th. 
October 11th, he told me happy birthday. He was like, happy birthday, love. Thank you. I appreciate it. October 12th, morning, dear. Morning, sir. <laughs> is what he got hit with. Very Morning, very sir. Important. How are you? He said, how was your celebration yesterday? Hope, hope my baby girl had some fun. Your what? My baby girl. You heard it. Now, sir, you really you reaching. You reaching. See, niggas get on my and people be saying that I sound bitter, but niggas get on my nerves. Like, don't lie. Don't lie. Come up in my face. You know, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so he, I was like, uh, you know, I had a good day. I can't complain. He said, Wow, that's nice. I said, When is your birthday? He said, 21st, baby. So apparently I must miss his birthday. Cause that I, I showed didn't tell him happy birthday. Foot on the gas, just oh, yeah. He so yeah, I think I did miss his birthday because <laughs> I was okay. So you're gonna leave for two? Say yes, sweetie. I said okay. That's what's up. October twelfth. So what do you like to do for fun? Is what I asked him because apparently, like, we stopped talking for a good period, mm. and he gave me a list of things he liked to do. Uh. And we started talking about drinks because he's a drinker, not a smoker. Hmm. So October 12th was like the last response he gave to something I told him. November 10th, he wrote me and was like, sweetie, I did not respond because I was like, how do you not talk for a good month almost? But you wanted friendship. Like, sir, you you kind of you didn't approach this with friendship tendencies, but okay. Shanita, and... you don't speak fluent, nigga. That's that's like case one, nigga. You don't know. That is with that. Okay, that was November tenth. So he hit me up today. So right now, it we the date on it is November twenty sixth. Okay. Now, he wrote me, he said, love, how are you? This was at 11.50 a.m. I never responded. Mm -hmm. You know, you can call and video video chat people Mm -hmm. on Facebook. He called me on Facebook. Uh, uh, This was at 11 something. He called me on Facebook. uh, 11 at night? No, this is 11-something this morning. Oh, still up. So, once I picked up the phone and looked at it and bust out laughing, because I was like, sir, you didn't talk to me (laughs) for over a month, and then you hit me with a sweetie. Then you hit me with a love, how are you? Like, you really trying, like, you reaching for attention. And then you call me, sir. Like, what do you do for a living? It, do you got a baby mama? Do she not? Do you? Are you in a relationship and you don't want her knowing you talking to people outside of a relationship? And this is my thought process. But, sir, when I say I looked at that phone and bust out laughing, and I have not responded yet, and I'm really debating on if I'm gonna respond tomorrow with like a. Hey, did you call me? <laughs> I hate you because I do that too, knowing full well that they call me. Look dead at the phone, knowing they call me. Hey, girl, did you call me for real? Uh, okay, so Patrick, what are your thoughts? Uh, um, I. I'm not entirely sure that the nigga is not some form of malware or a virus or like a <laughs> fake bot on Facebook. Um, but if he's not, he might just be a regular good old homebred nigga. Um, his actions sound very niggerish to me. And I feel like you should block him. Because I've come across people that have done the same thing where they give you this whole entire thing, this whole entire spiel of, you know, I'm just out here looking for friends. I'm just trying to connect with people to, to you know, get to know you and, and this and that. 
you know, nigga one on one, and then it quickly progresses into something else. I don't know. And granted, I'm I'm I am a gay male. I'm not straight. I don't know the straight male process, and thank God for that. But for me, with people that I'm getting to know as friends, with the people that I am friends with and have gotten to know, I don't get into pet names. I barely call you niggas nicknames. So for him to hit the break, to hit the gas going from 15 to 60, calling you pretty every other message to then baby, baby cakes, baby doll, sweet thing, that bothers me. The fact that he felt, you know, comfortable enough to try to call you on Facebook Messenger after not speaking to you for a month, that speaks of boundary issues to me because I don't know you. And you calling me on Facebook is similar to you showing up in my house because I could be looking a mess. So you calling me unannounced. Right. That's the problem. So I would block him. You would block him. I would so block him. So you wouldn't send the Hey, you call me? <laughs> for what? So y'all can go back and forth for a month and a half about how he did call you? That's true. That's true. Because I, I, like I said, I responded and I picked up, like I asked the, I accepted the request because I wanted entertainment. Um, I was like, oh, he's cute. And mind you, in the past, I got a whole ex that uh similar similar thing like similar ways led up to <laughs> us in a relationship he hit me up on facebook and yeah wait a minute pause you have an ex yes patrick you know i have an ex what do you mean you have it you know we're going to talk about this outside of the segment i think that you should block him the nigga doesn't seem he doesn't seem like somebody that's on your level. He doesn't seem like he can carry a conversation more than three feet. He seems boring. So I don't understand the point. Outside of him being cute, I don't understand the point of continuing to entertain him. Yeah. I, I see what you're saying. The, the right side of me is saying, she need to listen to Patrick and block him. You're going to go ahead and do whatever the hell you want to do. I mean, that's, that's a thought. Because I... I, I get bored. And like I said, I need some entertainment. Mm-hmm. I want to hear how he sounds. Because I wonder if, like I said, his, his name is very, very foreign. So, yeah, I, I wonder what he sounds like. I mean, you know, if you got time to waste or time to be wasted, a nigga will do it for you. So if that's what you want, if that's what you want, go ahead. You saying this, and then I feel like <laughs> I feel like this is one of them situations. Shanita, why are you, why do you do this? Because I love him. This one of those situations. But when I tell you, I would take a whole drink and throw it in your face if you ever said something like that. Oh my gosh, directly in your face, and I, and then afterwards, stone face. Now we're going to talk about everything that you did wrong in the situation. We're going to move forward. <laughs> So apparently me and Patrick got some things that we need to work out. And <laughs> I'm gonna see if I'm gonna keep old dude, if I'm gonna keep Bob on the line just for, just for like another day or two. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, we're gonna we we'll be back. <laughs> we coming back. I promise. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Um, <laughs> me and Patrick had to go get our lives together, apparently. Had to get or your life together. Yeah, he had to help me get my life together. We we had some things to discuss that really couldn't be recorded. Um, <laughs> Maybe later on down the line we could record it, but not at the moment. So, it's time for Hey Honey. My favorite segment. <laughs> this is Patrick's favorite segment. Now, usually Hey Honey is me giving advice or giving my, you know, whatever you want to call it 
for um, someone who sends in a voice note. And I still, I encourage you all to send in a voice note so I can give my advice or opinion um, on your situation. Or um, I talk about a specific topic. But since I have a co-host, yeah, I say this all the time when it comes to, hey, honey, I'm speaking to y'all, but I'm also speaking to myself. Mm -hmm. So this is a situation where I need some advice. And since I have a co-host, that's who I'm going to get it from. Yes, I'm gonna drag you. Yes, that's that's not what this is about. Yes. Anyway, Patrick. Mm. <laughs> Don't say it like that. Hey, hun. Good evening. Not good evening. Oh, he put on the serious voice. Lord, I know it's a mess. Oh, oh no. Let's see. It's not mess. So. Patrick, how do you, or since I'm speaking for myself, how do I go about being more selfish, in a sense, when it comes to me? I'm the type of person, and you know this, I put everyone else before myself, and I don't take time for myself. And it, it gets to a point where it gets overwhelming, or it feels like my cup is empty. And I said something similar to this in the last episode mm-hmm. where Iyanla Van Zandt said, you know, fill your cup up and what overflows is for everybody else What's inside the cup is for you. And how do I go about taking that time back for myself, taking time for myself and in a sense putting myself first at least for a little while Hmm. that is a good question and keeping in keeping in essence with the segment hey honey um i think the first thing that you have to do is to start by going up to these people individually and punching these bitches in the face that's what you got to start with so you punch them in the face and then once they're on the ground you knee them in the eye and you go from there no. And so then after you, no, no, pa- Patrick. Okay. Well, like, what if one of these people is my grandmother? Whoa. Um. Okay, so we're gonna do a quick remix without the violence. Um, I would suggest this only because I had this issue early on with my life. I used to have trouble, um, like you said, putting people before myself, um making myself smaller to make people or people's needs bigger than myself and things like that. And eventually it gets to the point where to start with, you're going to have to snatch your cup back. And like you said, you talked in your, your last episode about, you know, basically everything that you just said about your, your cup being full, being for you and everything afterwards that runneth over is for everybody else. So you need to go ahead, snatch your cup back, Remove the ladles that everybody is using to scoop out of your cup and then start filling it up again for yourself. I think that you you start with that and then you slowly build the mental endurance to tell yourself that doing things for yourself, being in a mental capacity and thinking and doing for yourself is not selfish. It is not a bad thing. It does not make you a terrible person. We're selfish beings by nature. And so that's something that I had to tell myself, you know, I can't actively give for other people if I'm constantly taken from myself and I'm never at a hundred percent because there's always something coming out of me and being given to somebody else. And then that, you know, starts to affect if we want to continue making it about other people that starts to, you know, affect the quality of what I'm giving to other people because I'm pulling from something that's not a full hundred percent of myself. So I feel like you have to start by pulling back into yourself starting to do things that are for the benefit and the bettering of yourself to make yourself better. And also telling yourself, you know, little affirmations and things like that. Things like, you know, this is for me. This is to build me. This does not make me a bad person. Um, This is not selfish. This is for the bettering of me. 
and to also mentally prepare yourself for people that might try to shame you or make you feel bad about that, um, which they shouldn't because the same things that you're going to be doing to, you know, build up yourself and make yourself feel better and do for yourself. These are things that, you know, these same people that you do for, they won't have an issue or don't have an issue doing for themselves or that they're not already doing for themselves. A lot of people that, you know, pull or pray or, you know, benefit from people like this who give so much of themselves to other people, they're the first people to do for themselves. And it's, you know, super hard as hell. It's a once in a blue moon that you can get them to do for somebody else before they do for themselves. So all those are things to think about. You better give a word. (laughs) You know, I am a part-time therapist, not for the free. (laughs) Well, it's going to be free this time because I can't pay you. Only the first session. Only the first session. Only the first (laughs) So, Patrick, I love that. I do. I, mean, I love that. Once I mean, you, know, you, you, you know it. I mean, know it sometimes. Yeah. Once, once you remove the violence, you know. Look, uh, violence nine times out of ten is not the answer. But sometimes you gotta punch a bitch in the face because sometimes the words don't connect like a fist can. But most times, most times you can use your words, and that's a blessing. Yes, it is, Patrick. That's. The- <laughs> <laughs> I maybe said it don't connect like a fist can. But I, some people I, you do, you got to be ignorant, like all the way ignorant to say, you know, yeah, I, I need this time. I'm reclaiming my time. Exactly. And that's a, that's another thing. And more, more now than anything, right now, especially I tell people that all the time. Right now is prime time Patrick time. This is specifically my time. This is my dedicated time to be selfish. I tell people all the time, I don't have no kids. I have responsibilities that are unique to me and that's it. There's nobody else, you know, outside of my family, you know, if you want to be trash and say, if I choose to, but outside of my family, there's nobody else that I should be giving, you know, so much of myself to that it takes from me. This is my time to be selfish. This is my time to be selfish, you know, within myself so that I can grow in myself as well. I should be doing everything for me, for the bettering of me and for the enjoyment of me. And if anybody makes me feel bad about that, okay, well, bye. Yeah, see, that's I think that's the level that I'm trying to get to because it's funny that you said something about people making you feel guilty. With me, I don't think it's necessarily somebody making me feel guilty. It's the guilt sets in of, well, I think, well, this person needs me. And, well, if I don't do it, I know so-and-so is not going to do it. and Or if I go ahead and get it done, then, you know, I don't have to worry about it. But then I get hit with the attitudes. I get hit with um, being told I'm try- I'm bossy or I'm trying to run stuff. Or I'm always trying to run things. And, like, like you said, this is your, your prime time. You don't have no kids. You don't have, you know, you have a few responsibilities. And I'm in that same boat with you. I don't have no kids. I don't have, you know, I have a few responsibilities. But that's it. Like, like it's really nothing holding me back. But at the same time, it's something holding me back because I'm that person for everybody. And by the end of the day, I have nothing left to give to myself because I'm making sure, okay, so-and-so got to take their medicine. Okay, the dogs got to eat. Then it's bad when you put the dogs before yourself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so-and-so got to take their medicine. Dogs got to eat. Got to make sure whatever is put up needs to be, whatever needs to be put up is put up. Make sure homework is in book bags and all of that. We'll see. And I think it's commendable that you do all that. But I also feel like doing things like that, it sets you up for people to expect it of you. And then it also makes people entitled because they feel like they know you're going to go ahead and do it. So it kind of sets up those it kind of sets up those issues automatically. I used to have issues with like chores around the house with, with my sisters where like we would have specific days to do stuff. And sometimes the dishes would sit for a couple of days and I would just be like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and just do them. And eventually the mindset in the house was, okay, well, if I leave them for long enough, Patrick is going to do it. So instead of me doing it, 
I I would let them sit and then I would just be loud and I would start making a bunch of noise and being like, well, you know, the dishes are still in there. You know, such and such still hasn't done the, di-, you know, stuff yeah. like that to, to remind people of, you know, there's other people that are supposed to be doing things around here and it's not just me. I am not, you know, Margaret the maid. And so I feel like with a lot of things like that, while you're also getting, getting you know, comfortable with bettering yourself and doing for yourself, you, you're also going to have to get comfortable with, you know, holding people accountable for things that they should be able to handle and things that you should not be having to take care of because you can't do for yourself 100% while also doing for other people 100% while also doing five other, other things at 100%. It's just not possible. Y'all, this has been a word brought to you by Patrick Cody. Brought to you by the letter P. (laughs) P Precise. Precise. This this has been a public service announcement from yours truly, Patrick Cody. Oh, that's not my nickname, but that's so sweet. Well, you don't want me calling you your other nickname. It's Patrick Coda. You said Patrick Cody. I don't know who that is. Cody Coda. How do you spell it? K-O-D-I? K-O-D-A. A. Well, Kodak Black. I don't I don't know. Oh, oh no. In the episode. I don't even want to do it anymore. I don't even want to do it anymore. That was so disrespectful. Okay, so we're back and we didn't we didn't end on we didn't end the show on the last note. Um you know, we're back, we're still friends and everything. Mm. You know, like me calling him Kodak Black. Uh we're still here. I think. We're still here. In spirit. In spirit. <laughs> well, okay, spirit. Got a how about for you? Okay. So how about Bob just wrote me on Facebook? <laughs> Block him. Block him. Like when I okay, you know, I told you he wrote me earlier and then he video called me earlier. But I never answered. Like I never responded to what he wrote me, and I never answered the uh, phone call because he called me from Facebook. Mm. I never answered. But when like I get a message, it pops up, and I can kind of see the message, or I can kind of scroll, like swipe down on my screen, like from the top of my phone, and I can read the message. But they like the person won't know that I saw it. So he didn't know that I had seen anything but when I went and I pulled up those receipts for unique thoughts I guess my little my little icon or whatever dropped down and he saw that I saw them mm. and he said he sent me a photo and he sent me a message that says happy thanksgiving love block him <laughs> I'm mad you said it like that. Like he was whispering into the mic. Because I feel like he's going to show up at your house next. Like, I don't know where the next level of progression is going to be at. Like, block him. I feel like maybe that's old boy that you were talking about from earlier that you never met in person. Well, see, it can't be because when I talked to him, like when we were dealing with each other, he, I lived in a new house. Like I, I lived in a different area than what I live than where I live now. So he don't know about this house. An old dude from Richmond, uh, from Richmond, Virginia. Oh, uh, so he. You know what? It don't even matter. We didn't gave three minutes of time to Bob the Builder. What's next? <laughs> Not Bob the Builder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 
um, that that was a quick update. So when I say it just happened, and mind you, it's late here while or it's late while I'm recording, and yeah, that that threw me all the way off. But it's time for unique speaks, and yeah, and um, the inspirational quote, the last episode I did a poem, and. This week or this episode, I I, I still do that. <laughs> um, my quote is coming from my co-host, so Patrick. What? Hold on, I feel played. You didn't tell me this. <laughs> yes, I did, Patrick. No, I, I don't feel like you told me this, Patrick. We just talked about this. Did we? Yes. I don't recall you saying that you was... I don't even know what I said that you would be using as a quote. <laughs> Patrick, did you say you was going to quote something from a spoken word or something? Yeah. Okay, okay, that's your quote, Patrick. Wait, but... Wait, were you saying that I'm going to go ahead and do my quote now? Or were you saying that you were going to quote something that I said? No, Patrick. The quote this week is coming from you. Oh. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So so I guess that means it's my turn to go. Yeah. It's only you. Oh, well, see, you don't be explaining stuff. This is what we talked about. Um, Anyway. Patrick, I swear I explained this. We all live in the past over here. It's okay. We're going to move forward. We're in the the present. Um, So... I could not find a quote. There are too many. And so I decided that I was just going to pull the spoken word section of a song that I have been listening to nonstop for the last couple of weeks because I have been deep off waiting, back choking in my feelings. Um, it's by an R&B artist named Her. Um, I don't know if any of your listeners know who she is. They probably do. Um, and it's from one of her most recent EPs. Um, and it's called Against Me. That's the name of the song. And so I'm gonna I'm just gonna go through um, the spoken word portion of the song. So it starts off to my women with the most with the utmost respect, intellect, we often forget and neglect intuition can see through elusive intent. Listen to it. Now keep in mind I'm gonna paraphrase a little of this. Okay. I find myself searching for a way to prevent the detriment and giving the impression that if you impress to him what a woman needs, his comprehension is definite. But there's a difference between understanding and honoring your word. And I'm articulate. He's a good listener. But I'm hesitant because he's going to fuck up anyway. In the corners of a man's mind is a place where vulnerability hides. And intimacy is not the act of physical intertwine, but it's the isolation of two minds. And that's why he keeps his heart and his head separate. There's only one he can connect with. The multiple names on a checklist only calls when he's desperate. I guess it's too much pressure to be respectful and honest. It's too stressful to keep to be keeping promises and I'm impatient. I'm too high maintenance, way too many expectations when we're just dating. But I'm special, right? Deny, deny, deny. All you do is fucking lie. We're just bond, right? But not with me because I don't know what it's like. I'll never understand the needs of a man or how to nurture or what she doesn't know can't hurt her. But nah, it's deep and you know it. I told you exactly what I wanted and that love is exhausting, but I'm not tired of you yet because I'm fucking dumb. I I don't, the end part wasn't in there. I threw it in there. Um, I really, really felt this in my spirit. Everything that she said in regards to breaking down, not necessarily listening to your gut or your actual intent whenever it comes to dealing with guys or relationships in general, not taking red flags when they pop up at the beginning of things or in the middle of things or whenever they happen, breaking down the psyche of guys and how they think and how they move through relationships different than men or how uh, than women or how straight women straight men can fluctuate and go through relationships in a different way than gay men do the way that she broke down everything I really felt it especially since I've been through it a lot with dealing with guys where I've had it in the back of my head like this is 
this is some fuck shit, but I still continue to go through it, not necessarily working with my first mind and seeing, you know, guys that have me kind of sort of as a second option. And then there's somebody that they actually want to be with that they connect with in the two separate, the two separations of their mind and their heart. I really, really felt it. And she has a way of, she does this on other songs where it's like a singing portion and then she'll have like a spoken word portion. And I really, really enjoyed it. It reminds me of your poetry. So I thought that I'll bring it up here because it's a word and I felt it in my spirit. Oh, yes, Patrick. I like that. That um, I've heard of her, um, but I've never really taken the time to listen to any of her music. Oh. But yeah, I know. I know. I'm late. I'm late when it comes to certain things. I'll get to it in my own time. But oh. <laughs> I'll get to it. But I really like that. Because I feel like, in a sense, we take on the responsibility of wanting to almost change a person. And even though, like you said, we see the red flags, but we don't acknowledge them. And we feel as though, well, we can make this person a better person. But if this person starts out a shitty person, we can't really make that better. Um, but I, I I, like that, Patrick. That's okay. I, I really enjoyed it. And I like the point that you bring up. I feel like I've gotten to the point, or I, I would hope, I would hope that I've gotten to the point where I'm tired of trying to build and sculpt niggas. I have found out that I just do not have the tools. I have no, I don't have like a brick and mortar. I don't have like the little hammer. I don't have any of that. I do have the tools to grow with an individual. We can grow together. Cannot build any niggas out here. So, I really related to it like that. Yeah. And this is for you and for the listeners. You are no one's option. You're not. You are always a priority. You you are not an option in any shape, form, or fashion. Fuck all of them. (laughs) And they dusty. And nine times out of ten, they broke. They ugly. You out here thriving, pretty, beautiful, successful, thriving. Skin glowing, pockets getting fatter, fuck, waistline getting smaller. What the fuck? (laughs) They don't deserve you. They don't. So build yourself. Continue to build yourself. Continue to grow as a person. Continue to water yourself, and forget about these dusty, ashy diggers. The fuck? What? And on that note, y'all, we made it to the end of the episode. Thank you so much, Patrick. Ah, thank you for having me. This was so much fun. <laughs> this was this was foolish fun. <laughs> <laughs> this, this was foolish fun. Y'all can catch Patrick over on his podcast, Reckless Digest. He and I did an episode together on his podcast. Um about what an episode or two ago um, um i want to say episode six is called bare bones and it was a mess but as much as a mess as it was it's currently my most listened episode the only episode that has as many listens is my very first episode episode seven that i just put out is fairly close behind it but it is my most listened episode the one that i have with you it's the most it's the one that has my best metrics right now so i feel like that says something and i thought that episode was a mess so (laughs) apparently people are here for mess i guess so because i feel like this one this one, I'm not going to lie. I know the sound quality on it is is probably jumping around and doing what it wants to do. Um, Anchor, I'm going to need y'all to get that together because none of my other ones sounded like this. But um, that has nothing to do with the chemistry between me and Patrick. Um, I feel but- like I came and just change the whole vibe of your show like I feel like the vibe of your show is not like this I feel like as soon as I came on I took like a Molotov and threw it through like your window and shit (laughs) shit on fire like your show is not necessary it's not like this and I'm sorry (laughs) it's okay we're uh, you know like I said we we figuring it out we are in a stage where we are figuring it out and and we figuring this out together. We figuring out life together. And we like are. Like I said, 
thank you, Patrick, for being here. Y'all be sure to go listen to his podcast. He has some very interesting facts and things that he's interested in and some Mariah Carey rants. That a lot of Mariah Carey rants. The, the episodes are long. But this is something <laughs> that I like to say on my show. Um, control the things that you can control in your life. Understand and find out the things that you can't control in your life and then react accordingly. Yes, Patrick. I'm gonna Come talk through just Mariah with Carey. the encouragement and the preaching. That, oh, Patrick, I mean, yes. Little small, little small gems. Little one care, two care. Little small gems. Little small gems. Well, on that note, y'all, until next time, remember, L-O-V-E is all we need. Talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Bye.